0: One week away from Christmas, but as mentioned, there's something very comforting, perhaps if you're a procrastinator, in knowing that we just have this huge runway to Christmas. It's like you're kind of in the Christmas spirit, but you got plenty of time to continue to not actually be ready for it. It's six degrees, and remember, the temperature's going to go down, and we're going to get some snow tonight. What a pleasure to say good morning to? Our pundit, Scott Reed, CDV political analyst, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Nice to have you, sir.
1: Good morning, John. I I heard what you were saying about the runway. I'm actually, I now enter like a period of high anxiety because I call these the mailing days. And by that, which is that, you know, I got to figure out how much longer I can procrastinate on the three to five people that I have to send presents to, um, by shipping their presents and you know there's nothing worse than being in that long Canada Post lineup at the back of a shopper's and you get to the front of the line and the woman says to you I can get it to them for the thirty of December I think but no 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 there's no chance by Christmas <laughs> what a fool you are I'm I know I'm right on the on, on the brink of the, the that oh, so okay. I gotta get myself in gear
0: well then I love the part where if you're uh, shipping internationally they hand you this thing that's got 1800 entries that you have to fill out and then get into line again in order to ship but anyway
1: yeah, I always I just write Jim Richard's name uh, and address and all of those things and then <laughs> you these my customs bills.
0: So, uh, Canada's going to make you own an electric car by twenty thirty five. Now, it should be noted that probably even before you know, by the time I die, there's still going to be gas powered cars on the roadways. But uh, what do you make of this? I, you know, I'm so
1: delighted we're starting with this because um, my guess is that Jerry is there in the building prepping for a show and his head is going to burst like a dropped melon, uh, to talk about this. I just, I just know it, but I regard this as uh, a rule that doesn't matter Uh, in the sense that, um, this is going to happen on its own by 2035, overwhelmingly. Like, I already own two hybrids. Um, An electric is for sure the next vehicle. I know that the price range is you know tougher, so I know that that's more onerous for a lot of people, but that's going to change, and it's going to change because of regulations like this. If it's mandated, that brings the market forces down. I know that people are anxious, well, there's not the infrastructure. I can get into a political argument about how there would have been if dumb governments hadn't uh, reversed the decisions of smart governments but that's going to happen on its own too because of regulations like this it will create critical mass creates investment certainty for those that want to build that infrastructure but the most important reason that i'm not fussed about this rule is like I'm sure at some point they passed a rule that said you can no longer trade your children for livestock like a uh, a milk producing cow or a goat. But, you know, after a while, you didn't need that rule anymore because it just like that was just going to happen anyway. You were not going to trade your children for farm animals. And I think we're at this point now by 2035. You know, the the manufacturers are going to take it out of our hands. There won't be anything but electric vehicles. So I know it's going to cause a big stir. I know that Jerry is going to uh, put on his, uh, you know, combat uh, rock clash T-shirt and march on something. But it's just not that big a deal
0: and I should let people know because, yes, I also thought this is Jerry bait, but Jerry is actually away, so Deb Hutton's in. Oh. I, have, I have no idea what Deb Hutton's thoughts on the matter oh, are going to be.
1: she hate it, too, but it's not as fun. Deb hate is pale and timid compared to Jerry hate.
0: <laughs> I, I must say, without dwelling on the topic too long, though, um, but Scott Reed, I am amazed at how... It's a philosophy more than anything else. Like, if you propose that somebody should drive an electric car, it's not sort of, oh, that would be, might be interesting. It's, why are you Hitler? Yeah,
1: don't tell me how to run my life. If I want to buy something that it will no longer be available, Other than through like secondhand sales, I'm going to do it. If I want to chew a ball of tinfoil and run into a wall, (laughs) I'm going to do it. Whatever. Okay, fine. Go crazy. But you know what? This regulation will spur um, and it will create, it will spur the creation of all the infrastructure that's necessary and that frankly probably should be there already. And so for that reason, it's sensible.
0: There are things I think we should legitimately be angry about. And one of them would be how long some people are waiting on 911 and most of us have almost no occasion to ever call 911 but it, it to me it's shocking scott the idea that if i called i could wait for 4 minutes which is a long time to be under the bed when somebody's in the house with a knife
1: for sure and you know this falls into the category of if it was simple it would already be done and so you have to assume that it's not simple um and, you know, there have been studies on this. Uh, they're included in some of the stories that uh, are reporting on, you know, this shortfall today. And, you know, the explanation is really simple. Uh, you need to hire more operators. Like it's just, it's just that simple. Uh, so it takes you almost immediately into uh, the police budget issue. Um, should it be increased? Should it be increased for human resources? Should we be looking at which portions of police services can be provided um, by, uh, civilians as compared to trained police officers, um, which takes you into union, uh, negotiation issues and cultural issues within the police service. So, you know, it's, it's not complicated, but for the public, it's, it's real straightforward. Um, we need to know that when we pick that phone up, cause there's an intruder in the house that someone's on the other end of the phone. And if there isn't, then the social contract is broken. And increasingly the social contract is if not broken, it's really, really, really bent.
0: I'm not sure how many people are losing their stuff over this, but enough people on Twitter that it certainly stuck out on Sunday. At the Winnipeg Jets game this weekend, uh children's choir and two young women came out and sang O Canada in Punjabi. We can listen a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And Scott, you know, to all the people who were moaning about this this weekend, I kept on sending out a link to a guy singing "Oh Canada" in German and asking, "So, how you like them apples?" I haven't heard back from any of them.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think it's cool, right? Like, um, and it doesn't mean that the anthem being saying in English and French is going to disappear. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I, if you want to sit around the Masonic lodge eating pickled eggs and complaining, uh, fill your boots. But I just don't, I don't really think that many people, I don't even think the usual suspects get wound up about this. It's just, you know, That's cool. Sing our anthem. I just like the people who are singing the anthem because that's where I do become a Masonic Lodge member, an old fusty person, which is, you know, when people say, well, let's stop singing the national anthem. I'm not for that. I like singing the national
0: anthem. Well, and interesting that the, you know, the cohort of people who are complaining about it probably can't sing O oh Canada in French either, but they're, they seem to feel that somehow if it's sung in another language that this is, uh, um, what did Enoch Powell say, the rivers of blood or whatever the heck River it was? Rivers of blood.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was it- Yes, uh, which you mentioned to me last week. But uh, I'll just say this, too. In 1974, in Prince Edward County, in what was basically a one-room schoolhouse in Mansasauga Public School, we were taught by our kindergarten teacher to sing O Canada in French. And, uh, you know, I know that that, that, that made some pe- some pots uh, blow their lid when I was little, but,
0: uh, you know, I thought that was cool, too. Yeah. Well, minor aspect of trivia, I guess, is it was written in French originally. The, what we sing is a translation. Okay, very quickly, uh, new research suggests that uh, youngsters, Generation Z or Z, prefer experiences over saving. I would offer that perhaps it's because they can't afford to save anyway.
1: Yeah this is my classic two for story right two things are true here so one um I know because I have a 25-year-old and a 20-year-old, it's not the same as when we were young, okay? They are put upon in a way we were not. So there is no possibility of saving for a home. They have to wait for me to die. Um, And their uh, economic means are tougher, like it just is. Um, Your ability to work up uh, and, you know, and gain seniority and have better pay in this big economy of ours, it just doesn't exist. But there's another thing going on here too, which is that... 24-year-old people never wanted to save. They always valued going to a concert over saving for a home. They always ordered out for pizza instead of made it, you know, in their kitchen uh, for economical reasons. So we're, we're measuring human behavior that has been thus since the beginning
0: of time also. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Have a great day. You too. That's Scott Reed.